The date is Friday, September 18th, and you're listening to Entertain This, a thought-provoking podcast encapsulating all things entertainment. On this episode, Nick takes us back in time to the Wild West to explore the open world of Red Dead Redemption 2. Along the way, meeting some shady characters as well as learning about ourselves and the choices we make. Enjoy! Well, howdy, cowboys, girls, and non-binary. Welcome to this episode of Entertain This. That's right. On this episode, we travel back to the Wild West. Howdy, mister! Hey, man, I ain't doing over there, Mark! Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> Nick, you got an episode for us? Oh, yeah, I do. Howdy, partners. Uh, How I'm... you doing there, Nick? Welcome back to this episode <laughs> of Entertain This. As always, I'm... Entertain This. Entertain I'm... This, partner. Oh, I'm John. <laughs> and I'm Alex's great-great-grandfather traveling through time in a phone booth with two guys from Pasadena. My name is Cletus. Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Cletus, on this fine episode of Entertain This. You're very welcome. Sorry that I shot your co-host when I got here out of fear that he looked like me. <laughs> well, let me introduce myself. I'm an outlaw from the from the city known as City Slick Thick Nick, and I've just blown into this here town to talk to you all about my travels in the old state of Amberino, the plains of West Elizabeth, and the bustling streets of San Denis. It's all a tale of redemption, fate, and civilization. If you don't know what I'm talking about now, let me toss you a bone and tell you I have a plan. (laughs) We're discussing the absolute masterpiece of a video game called Red Dead Redemption 2. Yes. That was a beautiful monologue you had there. Thanks, I wrote it. That was great. Nick, may I make an observation? No. All right, I'll wait. No, you can go. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, My observation is this. When talking about video games, rarely do we ever get to talk when you're in charge. About the first one in the trio or sequel of games. Well, Bioshock, we talked about the first one. No, we didn't. You stopped me halfway through and you went, we're not talking about Bioshock 1. Because I tried to. That was Bioshock 1. Oh, no. You stopped me and said, we're not talking about Bioshock Infinite. No, we're not talking about Bioshock Infinite. Infinite. You you said, we're not talking about Bioshock 2. Bioshock 1. Yep. We're talking about Red Dead 2. Okay. And maybe we'll spill into a little bit of Red Dead 1. And then we'll, next next time we're talking about Half-Life 3. Uh... Is that out yet? No. No? Okay. But it is announced. It's is it? next gen. It's how they're going to trick us into buying the new console. I'm not kidding. Are you sure? Sh- oh, yeah. What? No way. That's real. It's going to come out on some like NASA PC that no <laughs> one's going to own. It took 20 years to develop because we had to get the physics just right. You can only play it on the Texas Instrument T5i calculator. <laughs> With motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had that. Maybe I'd actually stay in math class. They had that in the calculator. You would have still failed because you would have been playing Half-Life 3 the whole time. It's true. Anyways, that's my story about how I failed pre-calculus. <laughs> so, what is this game? It's a October 2018 release. Red Dead 2. Red Dead 2, of course. And it's an action-adventure or third or first-person shooter with RPG elements in an open-world setting. And as I mentioned before, it's a prequel coming in, uh, after the story's chronology from Red Dead 1. Uh, this takes place in 1899, where Red Dead Redemption 1 takes place in 1911. 
What the hell is Red Dead Redemption? I'm an idiot, and I haven't heard of video games. <laughs> I just told you. It's a video game. Yeah. Where? When? What? How? We're getting there. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> it's also the third game in the Red Dead Redemption series. The uh, 2004 release of Red Dead Revolver, which is where this entire series gets its name from. It's it's the first game when you meet the character by the name of Red Harlan. I don't know why his first name's Red. That's kind of silly to begin with. Because he's uh, dead, but he needs redemption. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. And he has a revolver. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. what the first game was called. Yeah, Red right. Dead Revolver. Red yeah. Dead Revolver. Look at you. Non-canon. Yeah. It's I not mean, canon. It's, it's like a different series. It is. It's they, like uh, it's Fallout like New Vegas. It's not canon. I wish it was. But it's not. I was pretty sure it was. It's it's not. It's Officially, not? Bethesda has said that Fallout New Vegas is not canon. <laughs> Because they're that upset that it was a better game than the ones they were making. Well, Obsidian the made one it, that they're like, <laughs> we, don't, we don't like that anymore. It's, it's Obsidian was like, hey, you like this? Do you like these things I did? They were like, yeah. Can we buy you? And Obsidian was like, no. 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 <laughs> We've been working on this game called Outer Worlds. They are like, well, screw you, man. <laughs> we hate your game then, and it's not canon. Didn't fit. Same universe, different canon, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Something like that with Star Wars happened, too. But as you mentioned, it's not canon. has nothing to do with the two Red Dead Redemption games that came after it. And uh, I've never played this game. And we're here to talk about Red Dead 2. So let's pivot. It never will. Never will no, either. I'm not no. interested. 1899. Let me set the scene for you here. Right here in the good old US of A. Is this our new uh, transitory music? <laughs> We're setting the stage for you. Oh, we're, okay. We're really lighting the scene here. Well, me and Alex have both partaken in red dead i dabbled partake yeah i had some friends in college who were playing red dead and uh after a little bit of peer pressure they had me sample in a little uh you know what it really wasn't for me i did i didn't enjoy my high i'm kidding i loved red dead i began i began to become uh extremely addicted to the point of i had to seek counsel there was an intervention i don't know about that one time i woke up in the streets of the city for which we live with nothing but a cowboy hat on <laughs> just like the old way <laughs> just like the old way and assless chaps and a, yeah my butt kind of hurt we're like chapless ass but yeah chapless ass no chaps only ass <laughs> but this ain't about me okay so let's start this adventure out west i've got to sit you down in professor thicknick's u.s history class with, uh, within the theater of your minds, not only for the self-indulgence of talking about U.S. history, which is one of my favorite subjects, but also to further your understanding of the time period with, in which this game takes place. Because you'll soon realize that things are pretty different in regards to the when and where. It's kind of foreign to us city boys, and unless you played it, to understand how the world operates at this point in time is something that we're going to have to do. So you've heard of something being referred to as, uh, in air quotes, the Wild West. Like the early 90s was like the Wild West of the Internet, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Generally, that refers to something that's like lawless and chaotic. And there's a ton of folklore about the old American frontier. But what actually happened out there? Nobody really knows. The United States is a huge country. And there aren't wide open plains and cattle drives going on in my backyard. And technology has changed over the past hundred years. And for the sake of our international listeners, I'm going to set this in um, all the land west of the Mississippi River. So we're talking about states like Colorado, California, Utah, and Kansas. But not Texas. Texas might be too. Hmm. But back then, we got to remember, Texas was an independent country. Well. For a brief time. So I know at least in the first Red Dead, the Alamo plays a big part. A Red Dead Revolver? No. 
sorry, Red Dead Redemption 1. Maybe not the Alamo per se. But, but an Alamo-esque yes. kind of uh, building. Like where they, they hole up in this fort. Yeah. And they have to hold it. Mm-hmm. Is that is that Mexico or? I don't know, but I do know it I was remember very the name Alamo-esque. It's called, like... it called El Presidio. Yeah, but the building looks exactly like the Alamo. <laughs> and we used to go there on uh, Red Dead Online mm-hmm. before you know Red Dead 2 was released. And we used to hole up in there get the lawman after us and piss off a whole bunch of players oh so fun <laughs> and then we get on the cannons and just blow <laughs> oh my gosh yeah you remember doing that oh you blow up someone's <laughs> horse and just watch it go flying <laughs> and like it, it was so directionless like you you could do maybe some missions yeah but, nobody but cares. yeah i mean it wasn't meant for that no not at all no it's great but it's a it's a whole manifest destiny. You've heard that term before, mm. right? In your yeah. history classes, it's it's the whole thing where God wants us to expand from sea to shining sea. So let's do it, no matter who gets in our way. <laughs> that, <laughs> was, uh, down. that was when uh, we convinced ourselves that what we were doing was okay. Yeah, pretty we, much. We were like, "Hey, this is fine. This is fine. This this is my this is my land, right? You made Wait, this. You're telling me people own this land." <laughs> I own this. But we found it. You guys got papers on this? They're like, what are papers? Like, you don't well, got papers on this. You you've been it. here for generations. Oh, you have been? You're squatters then. <laughs> right. What what terrible people we were. Yeah, these immigrants coming in ruin everything, right? Us. Us. White people. The U- us? The U.S. There you go. Guys, let's stop talking from. about it. It's making me sad and guilty. I want to get back to Nick's history lesson. Okay. <laughs> but we were still doing that. <laughs> but regardless of this westward expansion, if you look at like a satellite picture from night, you'll see a lot of the U.S. population is east of the Mississippi. And there's pockets of dense cities like Denver, but largest, largely until you hit the west coast, there isn't a whole lot of concentrated populations. And it's important to note, up until this point in history, all this land is inhabited by Native Americans. In the game, they're referred to as Indians, of course, and they get a pretty raw deal. But we'll discuss that later in more depth. So let's get to the coffin nails of the Old West. What exactly ended this period of uh, U.S. expansionism into the wide open plains? First off, you have the telegraph, invented in 1861. Uh, The first transcontinental line was built, so from... From New York to Sacramento, there was a there was a line of cable that you could tap little messages on, and Morse code, of course. Deet, 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 you know. This is how uh, Abraham Lincoln called like most of his shots. Yeah. During the Civil War, was through that, mm-hmm. um, and that's also why he like was a huge supporter of the uh, expansion of the railroads. Yep. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I know history. Yeah, and see, uh, segueing from that. Uh, you find out that the telegraph actually kills the Pony Express uh, mm-hmm. because you can't compete at that point. Right. You can't compete with light speed. So now, railroads. Let's talk about trains, oh, huh? Oh, boy. There's the Union Pacific in the east and the Central Pacific Railroad in the west, and they constructed the first transcontinental railroad in 1867. And by 1869, it's regularly operating trains from Omaha, Nebraska, all the way to Sacramento. This was funded in large part by old Uncle Sam to help unify the country after the Civil War. And you've heard about the 49ers, right? The folks who went out to California in search of gold. Well, now we have gold on one coast and people on the other, so we got to find a way to link them all up. That's what the Transcontinental Railroad did. But before that, you had the Oregon Trail, where you probably catch a dysentery along the way and die. And it takes a long time to get from Omaha all the way to Sacramento. But now you can just chill on a train for a few nights and you're all set. 
Coast-to-coast passenger travel now takes eight days and replaced wagon trains or sea voyages that took six to ten months. So you can imagine the time savings there. Once the railroad is complete, the population of the western states explodes. There's a whole bunch of states popping up. I forget the exact uh, benchmark for a for a state to become a state. It's a certain population. Um, but regardless, there's a lot of states popping up. you got California, Oregon, um, Colorado, and Utah. And those are some of the first states out there that really come into being. So now there's there's homesteaders out on this land to uh, along the route. And they're just buying it for pennies on the dollars by today's standards. And old Uncle Sam says, yo, we got all this land now. We just got to get people out there to occupy it. And that's reflected in the game when you don't have to travel far to find somebody's house just chilling in the woods. Um, they're, they're these homesteaders. And then the last coffin nail of this, uh, of this Western dead death. The West comes to a close. The American frontier is closed. The death of the old West. The death of the old West. Final coffin nail here. We're hammering it in. Federal marshals see all this chaos. They have to go out there to impose some law and order because it's still the United States. They're shooting each other in the street. <laughs> literally. A lot. Yeah, literally. Eye for an eye. <laughs> Lawman. But there's no government out here. Like, states are just getting started. They don't have money to fund a police force or a vigilante system or anything like that. There's bounties, you know, in the game. Mm-hmm. You can collect a bounty poster and be like, well, I'm going to go kill this guy for money. That's really all they had. There was no court system either. If you were caught doing a crime, you're dead. <laughs> you're hanged or, or shot or whatever means of execution brings about the justice. It's a combination of more and more settlements, laws, lawmen, and judges, and the fast-improving transportation and communication systems that made crime and disorder not only unlawful on paper, but downright unprofitable. And there was no more land to take for farming and homesteading. So by 1899, the Old West and the American frontier is effectively dead. Rip. Rip. And it's the great American way in this game of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. The uh, frontier of the Old West was a process of transforming Europeans into people that we now know as Americans whose values are focused on equality, democracy, optimism, as well as individualism, self-reliance, and even violence. This is when the U.S. becomes what we know and love today. It's kind of like the young American uh, adult. You know, you're kind of, you just got out of high school and you're you're 20-something. You're getting to know the world. Uh, The way that I kind of see it, or at least how I like picture it in my brain canvas. um, It's disgusting. I don't know why I imagine it this way, but I imagine all these like posh, like uppity, dressed well, wearing the the like hat, like the the nice black hat with their little cane, and they're going through a conveyor belt through a car wash, Mm -hmm. and on the other side they just come out like old west, like covered (laughs) in dirt, and it's I like that car wash, that transition, is the old west, like it is the exact opposite of the world that we immigrated from, where Mm -hmm. it was like all together and like understood and there was a a ruling party and Mm -hmm. this was the transition into what we now know today as like american American freedom yeah where we're like you can't tell me what to do yeah like that's not the life we live you know so yeah i could definitely see how uh without the old west america would be a whole lot different yeah for sure and it's also like the whole um the whole like not obeying any rules (laughs) Because in Europe, you had like, okay, well, you got to go work your job in the field, and that's the way your life is, and don't question it, because that's your job. But here in America, you can be like, well, 
you know what? I don't like working in the field so much. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to start my own business. You know? Or it's the land of opportunity. Why don't you just go dig for some gold? Yeah. Kill some, you know, some evildoers. Mm -hmm. Get some money. Get some money. Become a vigilante. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, how many people at this time were also just kind of like making their way and just build a house themselves on this land that no one else is around? Very self-sustaining. You could buy land like a, what, 16... What was it? 160 acres by 160 acres for like $300 in in that time's money. Mm -hmm. But that's still like a lot. It's still a lot, but comparably pretty cheap. (laughs) When it came to like uh, just like expansion, Mm -hmm. it was like if you get to California and you find land that's not claimed, it's yours. Yep. Like we will sign the papers and give it to you. Yep. That's what the government pretty much did. They said, you go stake out a claim, we got it. Right. Yeah. Especially if it's That's because they wanted people to like claim all of this land. Yeah. They were like, it's yours free. We got to find you, a way to hold the land. You just got to fight off whoever's there. <laughs> Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> That's how the old uh, the old kids game that everybody knows. Oregon Trail? No, Cowboys versus Native Americans. Oh, is that it? Yeah, kids all, all over America from the 1920s on were like, let's play Cowboys and uh, a slur that I'm not going to say. Because... <laughs> Well, I mean, less of a slur is it more just like and like people just got it wrong yeah, people for got so it. long. Yeah. They're like, you guys are from India, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still one of those things. I'll like, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> back on the ranch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally back on the ranch. Hmm. Uh a lot of a lot of this kind of rugged individualism was kind of uh wrapped into gang life. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's gangs roaming the old west, as you know. Sure, let's be individuals together. Yeah, yeah. Because it's hard to, you know, be out there on your own. Right. You need a, you need a brains of the operation. You need a Dutch Vanderlyn. Mm. You need, <laughs> you know, Wild Bill Hickok. You need, you know, Tombstone. Tombstone, the OK Corral, all that. Mm-hmm. You don't choose gang life; it chooses you, as the old f- phrase goes. How old is that phrase? Does it go all the way back to cowboy times? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't research. I'd like sure, to know. Sure. I'm really sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't research that particular question, Alex. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. But uh, you kind of see that reflected in lower income neighborhoods today, even with uh, it's hard to escape. You know, once you're born mm-hmm. into this life of poverty, it's all you know, and you can't get out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's ways to get out, but largely they don't. And the, the only way out. Start a podcast and pray that it gets famous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only way out is to join a gang or a podcast at this point. <laughs> but not back then the two not options yeah no. there wasn't even radio back then 1899 no radio and you couldn't really have then. a podcast on uh the beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> well back in the day podcasts were um just around the campfire there maybe a guitar is you know did fdr have the first podcast <laughs> oh man <laughs> fireside chat listening to the fdr experience, <laughs> experience. <laughs> hey you guys ever do uh this thing called the new deal <laughs> awesome <laughs> yeah it's, it's good for you it's anyway we have, a, we have today. a sponsor <laughs> yeah. today um the u.s postal system <laughs> We have the uh, Tennessee Valley Authority to thank for. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, there's also the aspect in this game that's uh, charismatic leaders kind of duping their followers. Mm. Just follow mm. me. Just follow me. Everything's going wrong. Doesn't matter. Eyes on me. Eyes on me. The world's kind of falling to pieces around this this gang. And 
they're blinded by the cult of personality around Dutch. And they're that's like, from the very beginning. Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, he's our fearless leader. He has a plan. Mm-hmm. Does he have a plan? I don't know. <laughs> he's always got a plan. <laughs> he's always got a plan. And no actual action to go behind that plan. Just more <laughs> robbing and killing. Which is, you know, right. it is what it is. Uh, this also highlights the brief stint of U.S. imperialism. You guys remember the Guarma chapter of the game? Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you go out on an island because uh, you shipwreck. And you're floating out in the middle of the ocean for, I don't know, an, an undisclosed amount of time. A long time. A long time. And you come out and you're all disoriented and sunburnt, of course, because you're white. Uh, but Guarma is listed in the game as uh, off the eastern or western coast of Cuba. It's not a real place, obviously, but obviously it could be any place, really. That is so far away. Thinking about Cuba? it now, like Cuba is so far away from. Is it not? No, it's right off the coast of Florida. It's like 100 miles. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Which is why in uh, 1960, what one? We had the whole Cuban Missile Crisis. Remember mm-hmm. that? Where basically the Soviets were going in, setting up missile launchers that could launch nukes at us. <laughs> just because it was only 100 coast. miles, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So that was a big deal. Uh, but how do we even get Cuba in the first place? It's because of the Spanish-American War that takes place in 1898. So it's only been over for a year by the time this game put, takes place. Mm-hmm. And this is like when when foreign policy types like to say that the U.S. cemented itself on the world stage. Other countries are looking over at us and saying, oh, damn, they a legit place now. <laughs> there's, a, there's even a young man called Theodore Roosevelt who becomes well-known for his actions on the, the battlefield of Ooh, Cuba. That's a cowboy right there. Yeah. He started the Rough Riders. He did. He was the leader of the Rough Riders in, I think it was, might have been Puerto Rico or Cuba. I don't remember which. But, but he rode down there with uh, a bunch of his... Uh, boys. A bunch of his boys. <laughs> yep. A gang, a if gang, you would. Maybe. Yeah. And, it, was, uh, it was a military regiment, so we don't call them gangs. But was it? You should, but... <laughs> <laughs> It was a platoon, a squadron. It's a platoon who rides on horse to wear cowboy hats, shoot people in the street. Yeah, but he takes this hill, uh, San Juan Hill, mm-hmm. and just, you know, wipes out everyone. Yeah. The Spaniards that are there. Um, that might, that's going to bother me. I don't remember what it was, but um, basically, long story short, the Americans are like, all right, we're a country now. You know, you guys got to start respecting us. Theodore Roosevelt was like, put some respect on that name. <laughs> and they did. Yeah. If I, uh, when did he become president? 1906, I think, 1904, one of those. Um, McKinley gets shot, and then he's vice president, so he's like, oh, cool, guess I'm president now. He just, like, pushes the body off of the seat, and just like, <laughs> as I was saying. <laughs> anyway, back to old Western times. <laughs> this is still the old West, kind of. Yeah. But another thing this game highlights is the ugly, ugly history. There's the struggle of, you know, cowboys and Native Americans, and by this time, Native American tribes are few and far between. Uh, starting with, you know, the, the Trail of Tears and um, a million other campaigns. Uh, General Armstrong Custer's Last Stand, where he uh, gets slain at the Battle of Little Bighorn. A uh, small victory for the Native Americans, but overall, I mean, they can't compete with the U.S. government because we're just so big and well-funded and all that. And it's kind of really sad because they it was almost like a genocide right here in America. We don't call it that, but it probably should be. So by this time, they're they're spread out. The remaining numbers are trying to work out some kind of deal with the U.S. government, but eventually they get the raw deal. And this is reflected in the game with the uh, Wapiti Indians, who I don't think are a real tribe, but they're trying to work out like some kind of peace deal with, um, I think, the government of Saint-Denis at the, at the time. And they can't come to an agreement, and then one of them gets really angry about it and 
all of a sudden they're fighting again. So it doesn't turn out very well. And it still hasn't really turned out well to this day. Another ugly history point here is the Civil War had only ended 34 years ago by the time this game takes place. The southern states are still kind of butthurt about it, and the northern states are, they have their nose in the air. They, oh, we're highbrow. We've, we've never fought a war. So that continues on in this game. And there's also the ugly U.S. history of racial stigmatism, too, with the KKK and uh, women's suffra suffrage movement that's also taking place. There's a, there's a mini-mission in the game where Arthur the main character you play as mm -hmm. uh, helps out these, these women suffragettes and it's 1899. So women didn't get the right to vote for another 20 years, but Arthur's pretty woke. He's <laughs> yes. He's very woke. He's like, well, I don't care. I'll help out some ladies. So he drives a wagon through the center of town and people are like, man, shut up women. Stop trying to get the right to vote. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> you got some ballots for me, boy? <laughs> that is surprising that Arthur is very woke in oh, this yeah. game. I mean, I guess it's because... For his time. Yeah. But you also control him, so I don't know if they want to give people the uh, ability to... Well, I'm pretty woke. And Well, they don't... <laughs> I don't think that they want to force, like, today's society mm -hmm. into a position where it's like, no, you're a man. Back in the 1800s, you're going to be against the women's right to vote. Mm -hmm. They want to be yeah. like... No, you you probably also want them to vote, so yeah. we'll let you he's the a nice character. Guy. Yeah, I think you, he's you just see so a group apathetic. of uh, you see <laughs> a group of like... KKK members just like hanging out, burning a cross. Shoot him. You can do you can do whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> it is your call. Look, we gave you a gun. We gave you a horse. The KKK is not going to move. <laughs> you do that. Yeah. You can ride past them if you want, but if you do. You're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> they collect all the usernames of people who just rode past yeah. them. And they they, send they're them. on a list. <laughs> they, they send them to a list. <laughs> the list. So now, what do you guys remember about the, the plot of this game? Because I have an entire couple pages here describing it. Well, you're Arthur Morgan. You're Arthur Morgan, that's right. You're in the Dutch Vanderlyn gang. And you got people like John Marston. Yep. You got Javier Escuela. Javier Escuela. You got Pearson. Williamson. Yeah, <laughs> all of them. Basically, you are just trotting across the beautiful country, the beautiful U.S. of A., after a bank heist goes awry right in Blackwater. And, in Blackwater and so it's kind of like you're continuously trying to get back to where you were before where this gang was maybe at its peak but you start to uh, like see that this is falling apart quickly and the leadership is falling apart from Dutch and people eventually start to maybe turn against him mm -hmm. including you eventually yeah. so then you're stuck in the the politics of it yeah, mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. It's, Being it's, his uh, right hand man, you're supposed to always be by his side, but but you got all these people behind you, like yeah, yes, he doesn't know what the mm -hmm. hell he's doing. Also, people just dying. Yeah, just dying. <laughs> like your die. friends. Yeah, just like ah, a lot of, of tearjerkers in this one. They really turned that one up to ten. Yeah, yeah, it it, it does hurt when people yeah. die. Lemmy, Lemmy, <laughs> Lemmy. <laughs> oh, hey, spoiler, spoiler warning. Oh for... yeah, let's do a big old spoiler warning before well this gets out of hand. I don't think we spoiled too much. We didn't get to the spoiler. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, spoiler, big old spoiler From, warning. Now you have your history lesson. Yep. So if you haven't 
if you're like the three people who haven't played it yet, go ahead. Go, go play it. Go entertain it. Come back. Yeah. Come back. Listen, the intro is a little long. Yeah. But just get oh, back. We haven't even started the summary of the, the game yet. No, well, I mean, you we, give me a... We, we, yeah. yeah. You're on the run from the law after, uh, as you said, a botched fairy heist. <laughs> I hope you're all right with me keeping that. In Blackwater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I had. Oh, that was a big old burp. Uh, it's that tap water. It's that yeah. It's just tap water. Too much put all the gay frog chemicals in it, right? Well, now I have to edit it out. So thanks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> but this plot is massive and meaty. It's the 18 ounce porterhouse steak of video game narratives, and every little bite is full of flavor and texture. Mm. So I'm going to try and focus on just one character, our boy Arthur Morgan. Oh, boy! <laughs> the game's main character. Boa, B O A H. It's most. Boa. 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 <laughs> um, so, Fairy Heist, right? They're fleeing Blackwater because something goes wrong. I don't know. Um, so, they go up to the mountains, right? Mm-hmm. They set up a little camp. Uh, I think it's called Coulter, but it's, it's, it's really cold and it's really slow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the game's like pacing is slow. Uh, and well, they're walk they're trying to get you introduced the the controls and right. some of the characters in this very confined setting. Yeah. So they don't just let you loose immediately. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't really like that part, but I see why. Going back, it. it's a little hard. Yeah, because you're like, I know it's yeah. about to happen. Day one, <laughs> the excitement of this new game is yeah. still there. So it, 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 you accept it. I don't remember if I. Well, as soon as like you ride out from that snow, yeah, it's like ah, here we go. It's like the and you're in the spring yeah, because that yeah. that snow was rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, yeah, I remember day one playing because I didn't get the game on uh, opening day. No, no, I, I bought think, it. I think I did. Yeah, I did. So somebody somebody bought it. One of my friends did, and he said he played it for twenty minutes. He couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll buy it from you for twenty bucks. He was like, all right. So Deal. I got it for 20 wow. bucks like a week after it came out, Yeah, which wasn't bad. But I do remember like watching all the trailers, getting hyped for it, and then mm. that snow part came. And I was like, if this is half the game, <laughs> I get it. It feels like half the game. It really does. When you're in the thick of it. Because you're like, I can't do anything. I can't even see. <laughs> like all I have is some kind of cruddy gun. And do I even have a horse at that point? I don't even think I like yeah. these people I'm with. Yeah. <laughs> keep yelling at me. Yeah, but it's like, who are you? Oh my, it Where kinda, are we? I just realized that the beginning, <laughs> the beginning of Red Dead 2 is almost the exact same as the beginning of uh, Grand Theft Auto 5. It's a robbery yeah. in the snow gone wrong. Yeah, you yeah, didn't get to play as a robbery, though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. It's just like the aftermath of it. Yeah, yeah this is like the uh, Quentin Tarantino of video it's, game It's intros. almost the like Hateful Eight. Yeah. Well, or, it's... Or Magnificent uh, Seven, one of the two Westerns. Yeah, in the saying. West, but yeah. uh, what was the kinda first like, movie uh, that he made? It's kind of like that Johnny Depp... Uh, that Johnny yeah. Depp Gecko movie. <laughs> it's like Rango. It's like Rango. 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 No, <laughs> game is exactly like Rango. Uh, Durango, uh, Django. Django Unchained, it's nothing like that. Django Fett Unchained. God. I'm sorry, we go into Star Wars again. But anyways, you're up on this mountain, and then, of course, you get off the mountain... Because that's what happens about mountains. You don't want to stay up there. It's cold. That's intuitive, Nick. I, yep. I had to say, you know, just get that out of the way. The gang <laughs> performs various jobs to earn money. They have to get money. So the, the grand scheme here, Dutch's big plan, big spoiler, is to get enough money where they can just, you know, pay off the law, pay off their debts, pay off the bounties, and start a new life. Yep. That's, In Tahiti. 
not necessarily not yet. <laughs> <laughs> they all say we're gonna get on a boat and go to Tahiti. They don't, of course, but that's that's the big plan. So they rob a train owned by a uh, powerful industrialist called Leviticus Cornwall. Leviticus Cornwall, <laughs> who almost looks like uh, Andrew Carnegie, mm-hmm. um, if you know who he is. He hires these private detectives after this because he's all angry because they stole my money. But in in in, uh, in retrospect, they're kind of kicking the hornet's nest at this point. The hornet's nest being, of course, Leviticus Cornwall. Mm-hmm. The gang then goes into a shootout with the Pinkertons and Valentine, which is a small cow town. And the gang, after that, relocates to Lemoyne, which is comparative to uh, Louisiana. So already by then, you're in chapter, what, three, four, yep. something like that. The game's kind of segmented out into chapters when you set up various camps across the map. Mm-hmm. So when they're here in Lemoyne, which is Louisiana, they work simultaneously for these two feuding families called the Grays and the Braithwaites. It's kind of like they have this subplot where it's Romeo and Juliet with that one guy. Mm-hmm. I forget his name, but he's in love with this this woman on the other side. And then I think it's an optional mission or it might be like a story. I feel like it's a story. It's a story. mission. I don't remember being able to avoid it. Yeah. There's maybe optional parts of it where mm-hmm. like the romance is fleshed out. Yeah. No, I mean you go storming in one of those houses. <laughs> yeah. One of these old southern plantation yeah. houses that are huge. <laughs> That's maybe <laughs> like one of the, the most like visually... You got some grub for me, boy. <laughs> you got some tobacco for me, boy. <laughs> Of course, everyone smokes back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Arthur, because back then they said it was healthy. Arthur yeah. shouldn't smoke. He's uh, you know, he's getting up there in age. You know, he might be uh, <coughs> getting a little unhealthy. <clears throat> what are you trying to say here? I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. Smoking he's just is saying. bad. Yeah, smoking is bad. You shouldn't smoke. What you inhale, you know, someone's like coughing. Yeah. You should only smoke if you really, really, really want to look cool as hell. This episode of Entertain This is brought to you by Jewel. <laughs> brought to you by Marlboro. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Hold on. You want to look cool as hell. Don't, don't Jewel. <laughs> want to look cool? Don't smoke a Jewel. Only camels. <laughs> only camels. Camels and Newports. Just roll your own tobacco, like the old West. Yeah, yeah. you seen that one? That's uh, really teetering on like hipster culture shit. Yeah. <laughs> you should just buy camels in Newports. But if you say that the cowboys did, no, then American you'll be spirit. cool. Native American spirit. That's all I spoke. Mm-hmm. Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guys, don't smoke. <laughs> don't smoke. Okay. That's uh, okay. That's a key takeaway. If you don't remember anything else, don't smoke. Yeah. <laughs> at the end of the game Red Dead Redemption 2 Dutch is just like Arthur don't smoke <laughs> he's on his deathbed like ugh <laughs> terrible the Greys and the Braithwaite's uh are being controlled by Dutch unknowingly to try and turn them against each other. However, this fails. This blows up in their face when the families double-cross them. The Greys kill a gang member during an ambush. I forget which one it is. But while the Braithwaite's kidnap and try to sell Jack, which is John's son. John mm-hmm. is the main character in the first game, Red Dead Redemption 1, who you play as. And he has a son named Jack, um, who's sold to this Italian immigrant called Bronte. Angelo Bronte. The gang then retaliates and destroys both families and their livelihoods by burning down their fields, which is really not nice. <laughs> well, they had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you can tell they're like both 
they were probably both uh, previously slave owning families. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got that. I mean, they're on plantations. They're on plantations. They have all these fields. And yeah. I mean, it's the South. So this work sucks. <laughs> I wish someone else would do it. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so they retrieve Jack from Bronte. And uh, Bronte offers leads. <laughs> he, he does not end up in a good spot. No. <laughs> <laughs> After Dutch feeds him to the fishes. Yes, literally feeds yeah. him to the fishes. Um, but it's part of the plot where you, you do these missions for Bronte because he like wants power or something in the city. There is like a, a cool moment around this part. This is when you... Because um, you start off in these plains, right? Mm-hmm. Like very wide open, typical Wild West. Um you think you think of the west you think of like vast desert yep. or open plains mm-hmm. and then later on you kind of get to more civilized uh areas mm-hmm. of america so you, I, the whole time you're going east right yeah dutch's plan is like instead of going west which mm-hmm. would probably be a safe bet there's plenty of land you can mm-hmm. escape from the law let's go east yeah which is dumb <laughs> right but that's when you start to run into these uh, more populated, more modern American cities. Right. And like Bronte, he has this huge mansion and you dress up in suits, like suit and ties. And you kind of forget like, Oh yeah, this was also going on during the West. Like yeah. it isn't all just cowboys and yeehaw and horses. It's also just like, Oh, I have electricity. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> Bronte is living it up. He has like a semi-modern looking home. Ish, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like way more modern than what you've been seeing throughout this point in the game. Yeah. You got to remember it's... like a lot of these houses didn't have electricity or running water. Right. And I mean, he's got both. This was a time of outhouses. <laughs> yeah. So keep that in mind. Mm. And uh, when your outhouse got full, you just picked it up and moved it somewhere else. And... <laughs> Can you imagine that? It's essentially a porta potty You know how bad those smell? Yeah. Yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. And they clean those out. <laughs> but anyways, this is all in the city of uh, Saint Denis, as I've said before. Um, the Americanized kind of pronunciation is Saint Denis. I guess if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. You guys want to go to Saint Denis this <laughs> summer? <laughs> this is like uh, New Orleans and around turn of the century. Mm. So you got the streetcars. You got like the French Quarter. People speak French there. This is also where your PS4 chugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you run into the city in full speed on a horse. It's a, yeah, this, this should, I mean, this is probably going to come out next gen. I don't have to that. imagine. Please don't say that. Like, Hey, you love that last game so much. Let's just sell it to you again. <laughs> let's, let's do it again. <laughs> this is Red Dead 2. Point five. <laughs> Remastered. <laughs> this time you can go to New Orleans. Remastered. <laughs> John Rockstar, if you're listening, uh, that's have, copyright. So that's don't you dare use it. <laughs> we have great ideas. Rockstar Games, not the energy drink company. Please don't take our ideas. Um, so eventually, you're you're still in the city of you know New Orleans, Saint Denis. Yeah. You rob a bank, which isn't a good idea. Once again, robbing bank guys don't rob banks either. Okay. <laughs> don't smoke. Don't rob banks. Don't rob Banksy. Don't rob Banksy. That's a callback. Yeah. <laughs> last week's episode still available on entertain this on itunes or wherever you get your podcast <laughs> while we have this brief break from from you talking nick just quick thank you to people who have been listening to the podcast because our most recent one blasted off to to more listens than i've seen happen in a week yeah which is pretty exciting it was a 
I don't know why, but it was a popular topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a hot button issue or anything. People it's were just, into it. Yeah. So that's awesome. So thanks for listening, you guys. Uh, this one will probably get two. And <laughs> no, we're we're on the up and up. <laughs> okay. But our, uh, our live stream account has 21 followers. We just need one more big score. <laughs> <laughs> then we can retire to Tahiti. Yeah, we just right. need one, a little more money <laughs> and time. <laughs> we haven't even started the money train yet. <laughs> but that's Dutch's like, we keep saying it, but that's Dutch's big thing. Yeah. yeah. He's money. got, he needs two things. Money. <laughs> faith. <laughs> and time. Oh, not yet to the faith part. No. He just needs money and time. That's He's going to be asking for some faith. A little, <laughs> a little and faith. And some money. And Dutch has um, three bars. He needs money, faith. It's a Dutch sim. <laughs> He's got the money bar, the faith bar, and the time bar, and you have to make sure you that You've got to keep me happy, paid. boy. <laughs> he doesn't, actually. We were, we were making a little joke there. but So you rob this bank. It's a big bank. San Denis. It's a big city. Mm-hmm. The Pinkertons somehow... <laughs> It's a Tamagotchi, but it's Dutch. Tamagotchi. <laughs> Lordy. I'm sorry, go ahead. The Pinkertons intervene. <laughs> Keep it. <laughs> it's it. good. Man, that's a good that. bit. Let's go. <laughs> they kill Hosea, which is, you know, one of the people that uh, Earth was raised by. He's and like then, one of the oldest. He's maybe the oldest. He's old. Yeah. He's an old guy. Yeah. Maybe except for Uncle. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. But he's like one of those, like, you know he's going to die because he's like, I'm, I want to get out of here soon. You yeah. know, I want to get, you know. He's like 67. Leave this gang. Have you guys ever read The Grapes of Wrath? No. I think I was I supposed read. to, but I didn't. So The Grapes of <laughs> Wrath is a, The Grapes of Wrath is basically uh Oregon Trail the book. Okay. But it was before Oregon Trail the game. It's about a family who's all moving west, but yep. it's like it sets the trope of I can't wait to see the new land with all the fruit and uh, endless orchards. And then it's like, oh, you're going to die for sure. Yeah. But yeah. you're like 100% right because everybody who's like, I can't wait to see it. Yeah. They're like dead immediately. And then everyone who's like, I don't want to go. They're, of course, the ones who make it. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we have to carry on the legacy for those left behind. And this game probably follows that exact same formula of it's just like, yeah. Yeah. And there are surprise deaths. Like, You'll, oh, just be, hit you'll, me hard. you'll be like walking down the street like, <laughs> it's not and even then, like a cut scene it's just like <laughs> unavoidable huh <laughs> well hmm. there goes dutch list. dutch doesn't die no not in this game <clears throat> spoiler <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but uh jose gets killed and that's that's a real tearjerker moment because he's like oh i can't wait to escape and mm-hmm. maybe uh i think his wife dies before the game starts rip Oh. Yeah, he's like, press F to pay respects for me. Um, they arrest John in this heist that goes awry. But Dutch, Arthur, Bill, Javier, and Micah all escape the city via ship heading to Cuba. I forgot about Micah. And literally until you just said it. Micah. Those Micah transactions. <laughs> <laughs> we, of course, <laughs> that's a good bit. Don't like Micah transactions no. on, on online. Micah nope. is, well, he's a bad character. He's an asshole. Well, you don't like him. No. He's a good character because you want to hate him. He's the foil. And you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is what I was talking about before where you go to Gorma. The, the ship crashes, right? Or shipwrecks. There's a big old storm. And uh, you help out the sugar plantation owner uh, known as a Fusar. He helps out the enslaved local population. And after helping the revolutionaries kill the Fusar... The group secure a transport back to the United States and reunite with the rest of the gang. It's kind of a happy moment, a brief happy moment in the yeah. game. And which they, they open the door, and that's when you—that's when you, oh, that's when you anymore. pause the game. Yep. Take a deep breath. Yep. Turn it off. 
Never go back to it. <laughs> you stop. You stop playing. That's, yeah. That's the end of the game, if you want. I think I think that right around this time, is it chapter five or six? I keep saying that again, but... I feel like six is Guarma. Yeah, chapter five and four. That's... If you want to live a happy game, you want to have a happy life, mm. stop playing the game right there. Stop advancing the story. Yeah. Stop doing whatever. Stop it. It's a good place. It. It's, a, it's a good place to settle down. Those yeah. um, we we talked about just briefly, but the whole game is just going from one campsite to another campsite because right. you always are running from the law. You're on the run. And that first one where it's just like nice open plains and yeah. you, I mean, I made it like a, a a point to wake up in the morning, get some coffee, sit around, talk to the people around. The, yeah, cuz it's just like <laughs> I'm trying to like live this cowboy laugh. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it did a really good job of you know, like integrating you with these other people and like making you times. feel like this family. Yeah. Yeah. You can almost. <laughs> in Dutch's house, it has those it has faith, faith, family, <laughs> faith, family time. <laughs> you got my faith, boy. <laughs> Dutch is a basic laugh, bitch. Love, it's money. <laughs> Money, faith, time. Yeah. <laughs> He's got an embroidery. Thanks, Dutch. <laughs> you go in his bathroom. <laughs> no, that's that good. <laughs> it's right next to the the old poop house, right? Mm-hmm. The porcelain throne. He's oh, got yes. one of those uh, one of those stickers on the side of his outhouse, <laughs> so that's nice and classy. What's the deal with the crescent moon carved into outhouses? I don't know. It's a good What's deal. With it's that? just a reminder that you should save your poops to nighttime, so that people don't see. Maybe. You want to get some air, but not too much air. So a crescent moon is like the person, <laughs> yeah. perfect shape to... Okay. It's like, yeah, get some fresh air in, but no one can like just poke their head in, see what's going on. <laughs> Tell us in the comments, what's the deal with outhouses? I'll Google it. <laughs> okay. I'll Google it while so, you continue. <clears throat> Dutch starts to obsess over this one last heist uh, kind of moniker, this motto that he adopts. And doubts Arthur's loyalty after he disobeys him by liberating John earlier than planned. Because John is, of course, arrested at this point mm-hmm. in a penitentiary yeah. out on an island. You go on a hot air balloon. A yeah, crescent which is moon, weird. <laughs> a crescent moon denotes that an outhouse was for women, and the sun denotes that an outhouse was for men. Oh. But they're all They're all moons. crescent moons, yeah. Hmm. Men just would go in the field, whatever. <laughs> I don't need it. So, uh, yeah, you, you rescue John in a hot air balloon. It's the heist of the century, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you swoop in there, and you got this guy, or is it lady, or... I feel like it's an old guy. Old guy. It doesn't matter. He dies. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone dies in this game. It's yeah. almost like, um, what's that TV series? Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. Like, it doesn't, you know, it gets you all comfortable with the character and then, boom, dead. This is the main character. I sure hope he doesn't die. <laughs> oh. Wink, wink. <laughs> He'll be fine, right? <laughs> yeah. But then uh, Micah is, takes the place of Arthur at this point because Arthur did a bad thing. Mm. He disobeyed Dutch. So he's mm. punished for that. Arthur becomes concerned that Dutch is no longer the man that he knew and is becoming insular and abandons their ideals, eventually murdering Cornwall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once again, kicking the hornet's nest, but he's faced with uh, with his mortality when he is diagnosed with tuberculosis uh, later TB. on in the game. TB. Yes. Fortunately, we have a vaccine for that. I sure hope that doesn't come back. Um, but he gets tuberculosis. He's diagnosed with it. He's been coughing up until this point. If it comes yeah. back, we're all going to prison. <laughs> Um, Arthur, it's kind of like he's faced with death, so he reflects on his actions and how to protect the gang, you know, after he's gone. Mm-hmm. He tells John to run away with Abigail and Jack, 
openly defying Dutch by aiding the local Wapiti people, the Native American people. The Pinkertons then assault the camp. Dutch becomes paranoid that a gang member is working as an informant or a snitch or a rat. <laughs> you rat! I know there's a rat around here somewhere! Um, so several gang members become disenchanted and actually leave the gang. Um, there's the, the pastor or what do you want to call him? Reverend. Reverend, mm-hmm. um, what was his name? Reverend. You got my faith, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the Reverend leaves the camp. He's, you mm-hmm. catch him on a train. He's heading out. Yeah. Yeah. He gets out. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good one. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. He was always the drunk. Yeah. Yeah. He's always way too sloshed at a party. Yeah. That one guy. Um, but then uh, Arthur's faith in Dutch is shattered at this point because um, John gets left off the train, left for dead, apparently. Um, leaves uh, and, and he refuses to rescue Abigail when she is taken mm-hmm. by the by the federal John's agents. wife. John's wife, of course. Yes. Arthur and Sadie, who is another gang member, rescue Abigail from Milton, who names Micah as the Pinkerton's informer before Abigail kills him, which is a really gangster moment in the game. Oh yeah, it is it, this it's this woman who just takes the revolver and goes <laughs> blows away a federal agent. So not very nice, but. Arthur returns to camp and openly accuses Micah of betrayal. And this is like one of the big plot points in the game. Dutch, Bill, Javier, and Micah turn on Arthur Arthur, and are newly returned to John. But the standoff is broken when the Pinkertons attacked because they're about ready to kill each other at this point. Um, spoiler alert, they do later. Um, <laughs> the player can choose to have Arthur aid John's escape by delaying the Pinkertons or return to camp and recover the gang's money. Right. Which, one, of, one of the many choices that you have throughout the game, especially at the do. end there, where it's just like, oh, Arthur is dying. Yeah. So he's trying to, like, reflect and make good decisions. Or that's, I mean, that's what the game wants you to do. Yeah. You can do, like, bad things mm-hmm. and be remembered as a bad person. Yeah, there's, like, a karma meter in this game, too. Yeah. Oh, like also, Fable. right. You guys remember Fable? Yeah. Or Fallout. Fallout does have karma. But not as much as Fable did. Yeah, like if you're a good yeah. person, you're doing your good boy things. You get you get the nice cutscene. You get yeah. like a, I'm gonna remember Arthur. He was yeah. a good man. And then if you, you know, you kill too many people, it's like, <laughs> well, he's always kind of an asshole. I don't know. Spit on his grave, like <laughs> man. I remember Arthur. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. That's our <laughs> F word. Oh, oh, we each get one, right? Right. I don't know. I think it's this one. It's uh, your rule. Oh yeah, we're censoring swear words now. So yeah. Well, I gotta help you're censoring there. swear words. You don't have to. I'm editing. It's this optional. One. Yeah, so <laughs> we got one F word. We're good. It's PG thirteen. F word. F word. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Arthur convinces Dutch to abandon Micah and leave. At this point, um, the player has high honor. This is one of those choices. High honor is like the karma in the game. Mm-hmm. Arthur succumbs to his injuries and disease and dies while watching the sunset, sunrise. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Yes. The sun is very low. Um, if I were to die right now, <laughs> dude, <laughs> well, that would be just okay. <laughs> you, me, and this brick wall between us. <laughs> oh, we got that uh, from a factory. A bomb factory. <laughs> <laughs> They're bombs. <laughs> <laughs> but if the player has low honor, Micah executes Arthur right yeah. then and there. And the there's like imagery of a, a deer and a 
Fox, I think, is yeah, like the bad one. I don't know what's going on. Like you that. get he gets visions every now and then and there's like dream yeah. sequences almost and he has like voiceover like, Man, I should have been a better person. <laughs> or or like, I'm glad I'm a better person now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I've been doing right for the last yeah. three days. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. It really makes up for the last twenty years that I've been a shit show. <laughs> but basically that's where Arthur dies. He dies up on a hill. Yes. He has like a little tussle. No with... avoiding it. No, you're gonna die. He is dead so. That's dead. because they already confirm it in the in Red Dead. Or did one? Yeah. Well, he's just not mentioned. I think he's mentioned once or twice. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but um, maybe they, no. no, they totally mention him. Really, he's yeah. dead. He's dead. He's done. Well, in Red Dead One, it almost feels like they are all dead. It's like yeah, it's like you have to go and find these people. Uh, yeah. The plot of Red Dead One. <laughs> right. I don't um, know how much of that we can get well, into. Yeah. Basically, you're John. Well, so you take play. You Dear play John. as John, John after Arthur dies in Red Dead Two. Yeah. Right. And you still you got some you know some work to tidy up. Yeah. You gotta a you gotta build a house. Yeah, you got to play that awesome theme. For you have to house. tap X to the beat. You have to do some home improvement. As part. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Basically, John is trying to get his life back together. Yeah, and because he's always like about his own family, yeah. his mm-hmm. wife and kid. And then uh, you know, Dutch might show up. Dutch might show up. And Federal then, agents might show up. Yeah, but that's the part of Red Dead One where mm-hmm. you are kidnapped. You're working for the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just a couple of years after two yeah 1911 is when that takes yeah. place so by then you're working for the for the feds you're tracking down your former gang ne- members because obviously who who knows better where gang people hide than a gang member right uh but yeah you kill dutch in the end of yes one, so and he, Red Dead too. And he says that you always have a plan dutch <laughs> which is so funny he says it's foreshadowing dutch, it. <laughs> you always had faith in time <laughs> And a plan. And a plan. And money. (laughs) (laughs) You're always talking about them. So I know that's true. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to jump off a cliff. So. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's how Dutch dies. Yeah. He's like, I don't want Arthur or John. A slave chooses. A man chooses. A man chooses. A slave obeys. So he's just like, well, I'm just going to. I'm not. I'm not gonna die to your whim. I'm gonna. I'm not a slave. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm gonna jump off this cliff. Like so, spoilers man. to Red Dead One as well. Yes. Yeah. I, I I'll add a spoiler to the intro. No worries. Yeah, we got big old spoilers. Um, you know what? It's only spoilers until we start talking about the plot. Everything yeah. before that, it's whatever. Yes. Um, history. But that's the main <laughs> history spoilers. History spoilers <laughs> for those who aren't in U.S. <laughs> history one. At this point. <laughs> You're 12 years history old. History spoilers for those of you who don't watch History Channel. Yeah. It used to be a good channel. Now they have mm-hmm. like Pawn Stars and Aliens. Aliens. Lots of aliens. Yeah. Jesus' face. We recreated it from this image. Piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got a buddy who knows a lot about toast. Uh, I'll <laughs> get him in here. Yeah. Best thing I can do is five bucks. This is the Jesus toast. <laughs> hmm. He's Ch- like, Chumlin, Ch- Ch- can you take a look at this? Ch- <laughs> he eats it. <laughs> Yeah, this is real. <laughs> uh, Sounds like Jesus. <laughs> About $3 million, yeah. <laughs> Best I can do is 10 bucks. I'm sorry. I have to make a profit too, pal. Uh, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I was really wanting $4, but yeah. Uh, well, I was, I was really coming down off my high, so <laughs> I had to get 5 bucks to buy some heroin. Now I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> really wish I had some toast right now, though. Really, that's all who goes. That's the only people who go to pawn shops anymore, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
addicts. <laughs> or or people who want to be on Pawn Stars. People want to be <laughs> <laughs> this vintage uh, microphone here. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we do a whole nother episode on Pawn Stars. We could. We're not oh, going my to. God. We really we could. could. Well, it's over, isn't it? Yeah, the pot's pretty much over. Um, no, I meant pot's It's all over. It's all over, baby. <laughs> this this podcast is over. Uh, we're closing it down. Not yet, no. Wait, no. <laughs> Not ever, actually. Uh, yeah, I don't think this podcast may ever end. No, it We goes have so much forever. life left to live. It'll go on until I'm at least 65. Then it's, I'm retired. This, this podcast is going to go on... Until Nick dies. Until I catch tuberculosis <laughs> due to Nick predicting that tuberculosis was going to come back. Listen, just vaccinate your kids. It won't happen if you vaccinate your kids. Maybe you'll catch 2020 tuberculosis. Which is COVID. COVID-19. <laughs> hey, and while we're at it, mass- masticate your kids. I don't know if that's an actual word. It sounds like it might mean something terrible. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I just mean put a mask on your kid. Put a mask oh, on your kid. I thought and, it was like and, a... your, and yourself, especially your mouth and nose. That's right. Cover your nose, too. I thought it was a, you're like doing a, a clumsy portmanteau of educate and like mass. So like mass educate a bunch of kids <laughs> send them to re-educated camps re-educainment oh just make your camps? kids wear masks that's it <laughs> hey you have a closer uh <clears throat> yes there are questions about the plot oh let's do it whoops um <laughs> are there sins that are too great to be forgiven no no according to the bible no that's if right. we're talking about sins we're talking about we're just generally bad things okay they're bad things that can't be forgiven yeah i think that that belongs solely to the person to whom the bad happened to we're talking about a video game we're talking about Arthur morgan Arthur, Arthur, who does a lot of bad things he does a lot of bad things recognizes that he's done bad things killed too many people uh you know he was an asshole to his old wife right (laughs) yeah he was yeah and uh he's trying he he uh, that that's like the kind of conclusion that we get with him that he recognizes the wrong he tries to make up for it but he he even knows it's too late yeah for to atone for his own sins we well, can't run forever right yeah it's the cat and mouse thing where it's the law in the gang and yeah. you can only there's only so much land you can only run so long before they eventually catch up with you and eventually that cat and mouse for arthur is death <laughs> isn't it all yep death is the ultimate cat yeah. to our mouse like you can keep living you can keep running for a while but (laughs) but to to answer your question nick i still stand on like to decide if you are forgiven it it the the burden of deciding that lays solely on whoever you have wronged right Mm. and then you can't just decide that you're forgiven for something right Right. and then you you obviously can't make amends with a dead person no correct if you if you Mm -hmm. shoot someone Mm -hmm. they're gonna be mad (laughs) they're gonna be very mad but then it kind of falls back on you where it's like Then it kind of falls back on you, where it's like, um, do are you able to forgive yourself? Yeah, for what happened. Hmm. It's you deep. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag. Hashtag deep. <laughs> deep thoughts. But uh, what do you do when? This is another question the game brings up. But what do you do when like a father figure, or leader, or anyone is evil? Yeah. Like textbook evil. Well, it's it's they paint it as family. Yeah, like the Fast and Furious. It's an overarching Their family. Thing. Yeah, and uh, you 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 have to uh, look out for number one, right? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> well, in John's case, it's about looking after his actual family, right? His wife and kid, and not this person who's going to try to get them killed. Yeah, doing these heists that no one wants to do, just because he wants a little bit more money. 
more time. Yeah, yeah. a little bit of faith. Like, uh, it's it's the overarching thing. I think the game's writers have even said this. Like, it's it's about family. Mm-hmm. It's about what happens when your family falls apart all around you. Yeah. Then what do you do? Do you, you gotta start a, a new family? Yeah. Do you start again? Do you do you get tuberculosis and die? <laughs> do you try to make amends for what went wrong? Or like, yeah. You know, t- teach their own. Honestly, that's kind of what open world games are all about. Yeah. Um, in the end, it's all about redemption. It's Red right. Dead Redemption. It's a question of whether or not Arthur has truly redeemed himself, or can a man find redemption for his worst crimes? And what does it even mean to be civilized in the first place? Because, you know, cowboys and Native Americans aren't all that different. We're all motivated by the same things. You know, we got to feed our family. We have to eat. We have to poop. (laughs) (laughs) We're all humans here. But it's a carrot and stick thing, too, where where Dutch is like, well, one more more heist, one more big score. Mm -hmm. Keeps pulling you along, like like an abusive a dad or something like yeah. that he's like well i'm only gonna beat you this one more time it, well it's also <laughs> like reflected in the the changing of society and how dutch yeah. is so stuck in his ways and he can't i mean both games are about the end of the west too you know from that historical standpoint so it's about these people who lived in this other time having to come to terms with like, this isn't how I can live anymore. You can't go around shooting people in the face. (laughs) Something's going to give and it's, you know, it's not going to be you. (laughs) Like (laughs) you are not going to keep living the way that you live. Yeah. You have a million people. Yeah. You have a million people on the East coast and then you have like what? 10,000 on the West coast. that are like, uh, I don't want to change. I'm not changing. (laughs) (laughs) I need help. <laughs> it's like the spoke in the bicycle tire mm. <laughs> oh darn society <laughs> well, who put the stick there i did <laughs> <laughs> but in closing right mm. what this game means to me is at the end of the game it's about one thing it's civilization's unending push outwards for better or worse mm. you can try from run you can try and run from it or fight it or deny that it's even happening but it's always there and you have to deal with it what do you do when you're facing an unstoppable force there's not much you can do. I think that civilization and Arthur's tuberculosis are one and the same. It's the end of life as you know it. It's coming whether you want it to or not. And you're never truly in a remote location because everything has been discovered by one point or another. It's the uh, Christopher Columbus discovering, in air quotes, the Americas when he really wasn't the first. The Vikings had already done it, been there and done that hundreds of years ago. And I think it cemented <laughs> me and John's friendship in the first place. Oh, yeah. I remember walking into the office many times saying, Good morning, mister. <laughs> tipping tipping the uh, invisible cowboy hat. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm, I'm like groggy. Still haven't yeah. had my coffee yet. I'm a morning person. Yeah. yeah. Nick was there half hour before <laughs> I was. Bright eye, bushy tail. Yeah. And just like that that first day after we had played it. Yeah. You look at me, just tip the hat. Just, morning, partner. <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. I feel like we uh, we did that every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I'm not sure laughs> that. <laughs> but you might not have even been on this podcast if we hadn't have played this game together. Yeah, so yeah. it's another reason why I like a game like this is because it has trains. <laughs> you can blow the choo choo. <laughs> you can blow the whistle. You can go choo choo. You can. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about oh. I spent hours on that game just riding around. Did you trains. really? I, I have. Oh I do gosh. it right now. Were you upset when you robbed a train? Not really. That was cool. Because <laughs> you got to go on a train. You could go on a train. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Nick. Yes. You like trains? I do like trains. He loves trains. Yeah. <laughs> Especially choo-choo trains. 
but why you should entertain it in the end there's literally nothing bad i can say about this game other than you know the slow ending and maybe some people have said the controls are wonky or something like yeah. that i don't think so i think yeah. they make sense but I th- the ability to left trigger anybody and, yeah. say, and just say howdy yeah is incredible yeah i love doing that i would literally do that with everybody i saw passing me on the trail it gives your honor up too which is a yeah, it's a nice little bonus, but <laughs> nice I just wanted bonus. to hear him say, "Howdy, Mister." Yeah, that's yeah. that's just like that's how America was back then. Yeah. You could walk down the street, and say, "Howdy, Mister," and they'd return the favor. Right? Like, hey, yeah. what's up, man? <laughs> what's or, up, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted, is that you? <laughs> oh, what's up, cowboy dude? You have a very bodacious hat on your head. Thank you, thank you, Mister. Thank you, future person. DL- <laughs> DLC, possibly Bill and Ted, Red Dead, Bill and Ted Bill and in Red Smash Dead. Bros. Bill and Red Dead. I'm waiting for Bill it. and Red Ted. <laughs> Bill and Red Ted. <laughs> I'm sorry, um, but it goes something to say when a, a game has a score of like 97 out of 100 on yeah. most video game websites. Yeah. It's outstanding for any game, and this game really does play out like a movie. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up half asleep and. Uh, I was still playing Red Dead for some reason, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm watching a movie. Yeah. You're not, of course, but in my mind, it's the gold standard for any AAA release at this point, and I think that it will take a long time for any game to even come close to a position that this game holds in my heart, and we really are all Arthur in some way. That being said, the subject matter isn't for everyone, and yes, there are some go-here-and-fetch-this type quests, but I understand that maybe not everyone wants to play as a smelly old cowboy or maybe they don't really give a rat's rear about what happens to our boy Arthur. Or perhaps the slow start of a game is you trudge through the mountains in the snow and the opening scenes of the game really turned you off. Mm. But believe me, once you're off that dumb mountain and you let loose out to the open world glory that is Red Dead at its core, I've heard some folks refer to the game as Grand Theft Equestrian, which is not far from the truth. It's a lot like Grand Theft Auto, but with horses. So what more do you want? Go entertain this. <laughs> Horses and trains. Horses <laughs> and listen, choo-choo trains. If you don't like trains, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you if get you don't like trains, it. I'm sorry, but... You're missing out. <laughs> uh, you, Please don't stop listening to the podcast, but I'm going to say stop listening to the podcast. Don't stop. Please never stop. Keep listening. Trains. <laughs> Can I get a choo-choo in the chat? <laughs> Can I get a choo-choo in the chat? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's Red Dead Redemption 2. So nice. Yeah. Uh, coming back after this little uh, musical break. Still looking for advertisers to fill in that little break, by the way. Um, literally, we'll take anybody. Give Throw us 100 bucks. We'll say anything during the ad break. Jewel, where are you at? <laughs> Jewel. Camel cigarettes and Newports, where are you at? Tuberculosis, we'll advertise you. After this little musical break, we come back. I got to quick this. See you then. This short ad break is brought to you by Entertain This Live, our brand new Twitch account. Live on Twitch, we go in and do live gaming there as well as stream the podcast as we're recording it every Wednesday. If that sounds like something that you might be interested in, then you can follow us at twitch.tv slash entertain this one word. See you there. Coinciding with that, we are still looking for different groups of people to fill this 
empty airtime between the regular podcast and the quick this, and we are inviting you to fill that. Um, for a very small amount of money, we will say just about anything that you want during this ad break. Uh, so if you're interested in that, please email us at entertainthispodcast at gmail.com with your requests and we will get back with you. Thank you. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Finish your sip real quick. <laughs> Is it good? Welcome back from that little break that we just had. I hope you guys had time to pause the podcast, take a little pee. If you're on a long car ride, I hope that little musical break helped you get your facts straight, get your stuff straight. Maybe not. Maybe not. If it didn't, you know, jump back 15 seconds. Let's do it again. <laughs> but we're back now, and I'm going to hit you with a quick this. Uh, Nick, I, I purposely planned a quick this. You planned? Yeah. I planned a quick this in... Michael was the one who didn't plan. I always plan. I write, ah. I write scripts. Um, but I planned a quick this that went along with yours. So we're going to go ahead and start the timer. Uh, and I got five minutes. Because I want to talk to you about another rock star title. Or at least partially. Uh, let me paint a picture in your head. Imagine, if you would, with me, a seven-year-old boy, young, uh, in the prime of his life, one might say, uh, watching his father on a, on a screen much larger than one would expect. Nowadays, it's not that big. You have one behind you that's probably about the same size as the one that we're talking about. But back in inch. back in the early 2000s, that was an impressive size that required a large box uh, and a projector built inside just to function. Oh, wow. <laughs> Playing on it was Grand Theft Auto. Ooh, which one? Grand Theft Auto... Uh, Probably three. I believe it was... No, Grand Theft Auto Vice City? Oh, okay. Oh, that's a good one. It was a long time ago, oh, before yeah. San Andreas. Um Next to him, a, a sheet of papers where he had printed out the cheat codes <laughs> from a website that probably gave us a virus on our on our beige computer that came in a <laughs> that came in a box that had a cow print on the front of it. Sure. Um, I spilled milk on those papers and ruined them completely. Alex, uh, but but you could but what I'm getting at is at a very early age, I found a love for Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. and I spent countless hours once the PlayStation Two was gifted to me many years down the road, playing back on uh, San Andreas and following those same milk-stained cheat code sheets. You. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to fly a car, you're going to fly a car in GTA. Right. Like, right. If you I'm going to do whatever like whatever it takes. If you want to spawn in a, uh, a jet pack, mm. oh, yeah. you're going to. And it, I, I think to this day, if you handed me a controller, I would still be able to... Uh, <laughs> To Konami type in code. that cheat code, it's muscle memory, yeah, yeah, muscle memory to get that, uh, Open to get that jetpack in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So imagine my surprise when, after beating the campaign for these Grand Theft Auto games, Vice City and uh, San Andreas, mm -hmm. and having to wait what felt like forever for a new Grand Theft Auto game to come out, as they do, it does. It takes Grand a while. Theft Auto Five has been out for many a year. I believe almost five years. It's coming out on the new consoles. It's Where's ridiculous. Grand Theft Auto Six? Six was it? Where, no. Oh, where is Grand Theft Auto <laughs> yeah, Six? Where. where is it, Rockstar? I don't know. <laughs> I'd like it. Yeah, but I'd they aren't. It. But they aren't giving it to us. Yeah. Um, but imagine my surprise when I find out that there's another game that kind of follows a similar track of being in a city, being a part of a an organized crime syndicate, and shooting people up, being gangsta. Yeah, I'm of course talking about Saints Row. Yeah, and I was excited to experience this. It was an Xbox exclusive. Only on Xbox, which was strange, but made sense because they were competing with Grand Theft Auto, mm -hmm. which at the time was only on PlayStation. Oh, mm -hmm. didn't know that. But it came out five years later. 
So Grand Theft Auto had its foot in the water already. It had made a ton of games before. And Saints Row 1 was coming out like, well, what about us? We're just like Grand Theft Auto. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, okay, great. And it was critically acclaimed. People loved it. Hmm. But that started a rivalry. You see, we've talked about Monopolies before. And Grand Theft Auto, for a while there, had a stranglehold on the video game gangster Monopoly. Didn't like Saints Row Baby coming in. So they start making threats. Hmm. They're like, hey, keep this up. We're going to break your knees. Think we won't? We probably won't, but we will hit you with a pretty hefty lawsuit. Uh, so Saints Row says, we got to change it up. We got to change up the game. And little Alex is sitting here playing both games, loving them both. Um, then something strange happens. I start up Saints Row 3. It's a good game. <laughs> and suddenly I realize Saints Row is no longer taking itself seriously and has added in mutant superpowers... <laughs> And it has added in a, basically a superhero concept to the old gangster shoot 'em up style of stealing cars and being a badass. And I'm like, am I okay with this? And through a lot of time and prayer, I decided that I was. Through a lot of silent prayer and self-evaluation, I decided I like being able to be a green man <laughs> uh, or a blue woman or be as large as a car and run up the sides of buildings. Be Hulk. Now, is it weird? Yes. Would it be weird if Grand Theft Auto added this into their game? Yes. But they had to make a differentiation between the two games, you know? Mm. So, am I mad that Saints Row went from being the, you know, sidekick to Grand Theft Auto and a little filler while I wait for a new game? Yes. I'm furious. <laughs> but out of it, like a phoenix, birthed a new game. Mm. A possibly better game. Um... And I'm I'm not terrible, but I want to pose the question uh, to you guys: Which do you prefer? Have you played either? Have yeah. you played both? Yeah. And which do you prefer? It's hard to argue with the the budget and size of a Grand Theft Auto game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, like you were saying with cheat codes, that was already kind of like the silly side of it, the non-canon silly side of GTA in a way. Uh, I have great memories of Grand Theft Auto 4, yeah. getting those cheat codes on your phone, spawning in tons of boats on cars, yep. killing people with spawning in boats. And, it's fun. Uh, you know, I, 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 Saints Row, It's it looks nice. I think I played one for the free game of the month. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is fine. But, you know, uh, I, I think it's for the better that they did make that differentiation between the two games yeah well they had to give it its own voice they absolutely had to (laughs) i did not know about a lawsuit there's not a choice or a potential lawsuit. there was no there was no choice yeah no idea Uh, rockstar had a stranglehold on their uh on their bullocks yeah Yeah. well this is intellectual property (laughs) you steal cars we steal cars that's the same it'd be like (laughs) if uh if like who's that one guy uh who's in dodgeball what's his name will ferrell no, nope. Will Ferrell it wasn't Will Ferrell. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> Phil Ferrell. He was also in uh, that that movie. Oh, uh, Vince Vaughn. So imagine if Vince Vaughn made a movie, right, where he's the a father in a divorced in a divorced marriage. Adam Sandler, uh, and he only gets to see his son on on Christmas, but he's also a businessman. He gets distracted, oh, no. and oh. he he burns the turkey, takes to a restaurant. Santa falls off the roof. Imagine if all of that happens. No. Uh, Santa dies. But instead, it's Easter, and he becomes the Easter Bunny. Uh, like, do the people with the Santa Claus get to sue? Absolutely, they yeah. do. Because yeah, it's almost so. the exact same plot. The Easter Bunny? I would not watch it. Oh, absolutely. Vince Vaughn is the Easter Bunny? I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that. That's also copyright. Tim so Allen is the Easter Bunny? <laughs> hey, thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening this week. 
to this uh, amazing Western journey that Nick has taken us on. Um, <laughs> thank you, John Kincaid, for once again. Yeah. Showing up. Tip the tip the hat tip, for John. Tip of the uh, invisible cowboy hat to me. Uh, next <laughs> week is your last week on our on our little podcast forever, here. forever <laughs> on every podcast ever. Oh my God, he's I'm, retiring. I'm you guys re- heard it here. We reti- get to. He's hanging up the cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. This is the this is the one podcast that my heart belongs to, um, until I make my own podcast in com- in competition. Well, I don't like that. I don't like the sound of that at all. It's gonna be called "This Is Entertainment." <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> I think that there's already a podcast who's very similar. What? Crap. What are you talking about? Are we not? Are we still not mentioning them? Who? They probably long Hi. forgotten about us. <laughs> Who? Hi. They still doing top ten? I don't know. No? Oh, Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, we're good. All right. <laughs> top ten up anyway, Bond movies. <laughs> top ten Tim Allen films. They blocked me on everything. That's fun. Number one. Tool time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, what are, what are we doing? Um, we're, to- we're talking about tool time. Goodbye. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you, guys. This episode of Entertain This was led by Nick Mustakangas with additional commentary by John Kincaid and Alex Steele. Our intro music is Rush Bubble by Aaron Spencer with additional transitional music by DJW. Follow us on Twitter at entertain underscore this and on Instagram username entertain this podcast for updates on the show. We post new episodes every Friday, so stay tuned. Until next time.